Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Just the Hot Thought Podcast. I am your lovely, sexy, hot thought host, Jacob, and we're here for another episode, okay? Season two, episode two, episode 14, whatever you want to call it here, but we're in this bitch. So I decided with the new year to start a new season. I don't even know what that means on podcasts, but you know, it's 2024 and we're here for new energy, new vibes. I know I feel it. I know you guys do too. Um, but I'm back. I took a little two week break away from recording and I've honestly just been living my life and I'm so sorry. And I know you've missed me. I know you feel incomplete without me. I know this year just feels treacherous without a baddie like me on in your ears or on your you know, wherever you're playing this. Um, but yeah, so since we've last chatted, I had my birthday. All right, so um, I turned 28. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I know when I first started this podcast, I didn't want to tell you guys how old I was because I was feeling I was feeling weird. But I did turn 28 and... 28 is exactly what it was because, bitch, I ate that look up. I, I ate that Instagram post up. Give me my tens and take away two. I ate it up again. Exactly. So what did I do for my birthday? I went to L.A. I'm pretty sure I said that last episode that I was going to go to L.A. Um, with my friends. And that's what I did. We went. Um, We came and we conquered. We stayed at a really cute both a boutique hotel and um they had a really cute little rooftop bar that we went to at night it was a vibe or whatever um but I will say I always feel like I don't know I'll always feel out of place when I go out in the night in the night scene of Los Angeles you know I don't know what it is about those people I don't ever know how old anybody truly is everybody just looks like I'm like, I can't tell if they're really fucking old or really young. Um, and I don't know. It's just an interesting vibe. But I, either way, I had a lot of fun. Uh, my friends and I went and got some drinks. And um, yeah, we just hung out. We went to Mastro's for dinner. You guys know I... I said last time I was so excited to have Mastro's. I ate like a fucking king. Me and my friends all ate like royalty. And it was ugh, one of the best times. Anytime at Mastro's is just delish. You got to know what to get though. You can't be fucking it up. No, but I feel like anything you get there is really good. Um, Notable dishes that we got was the lobster mashed potatoes. All right, you got to try lobster mashed potatoes. And... The mac and cheese, fire. The broccolini, oh my God, delish. And the bread, the bread's always going to hit. And Mastro's has the best bread. I'm going to have to give it to them for having the best bread. Second place is going to be the Cheesecake Factory. We know that because we love the Cheesecake Factory. We're here for them. We actually went the next day for brunch to Cheesecake Factory. So I got to enjoy my two favorite restaurants and Honestly, what else could I ask for? That's all I needed. I actually had <laughs> I had a brunch planned with all my friends on my actual birthday because I my birthday landed on a Sunday. And we went to LA for Friday and Saturday. And 
I um ate like a king and I was just kidding. I had such bad anxiety about my birthday brunch with all my friends. I just, I don't know. I, I had to cancel because I felt so overwhelmed just thinking about it. What happens with me is that this is a reoccurring thing. Um, I always want to do something for my birthday, but I always want everyone who I love around me, you know, like who doesn't want that? But with me, you know, I'm just so popular. <laughs> no, but like, I really have like, uh, I do have a good amount of friends and people that are really like in my life and people that I love and trust. And I want them all to be there. So then when I add everybody up, it ends up being like, like 17, 18 of us. And I'm like, that is too many people at a restaurant. <laughs> That is like, it reminds me of like being 14 or 15 years old and getting all your friends and going to like BJ's for your birthday. You know, it it was giving that, it was giving that. Um, but also I just had anxiety about like just turning another age and I had told you guys I had been in a funk before that and leading up to my birthday. So it still was lingering pretty hard. So I just felt really overwhelmed and very anxious and I decided to cancel it. And everybody was so understanding and loving, of course, because um, they're my peeps. But I was just anxious to tell them that I was canceling it because I just felt so annoying. It's like, okay, bitch, you fucking create, you made us all get excited about this brunch just to cancel it. Like, oh my God. But, you know, shit happens. So. We all lived to see another day, didn't we? <laughs> and then on my actual birthday, I really just ended up hanging out with my mom and my boyfriend during the day. We went to go eat at my favorite place, a rice bowl, um, my favorite Chinese place that I've been going to my whole life. And it just felt right to do that just with them too. Um, it was my favorite restaurant that I used to love to go to with my grandma uh, when she was around. So I just wanted that energy. I just wanted to like feel like I was with my grandma in a weird way. I know I always talk about my grandma in here. Um, but I don't really care because my grandma was like everything to me. And she was a second mom. So I'm still dealing with her being gone. So anytime I could feel her energy, I'm going to fucking take it. Guarantee I'm going to take it because... I mean, why not? This universe is so mysterious and things just work in the craziest ways that we don't always understand. And that's okay. So as long as I feel the energy and I feel the love of my grandma, wherever she may be, that's what matters. So, and then at the end of the night, my friends came over, <laughs> like a couple of my closest friends and my mom got me a cake and we just had cake and pizza and hung out. Super chill, super good, exactly what I would want. Um, but one thing I didn't get to do was go to, that I wanted to, was go to a car museum. I wanted to go to a car museum when I was in LA, and we did not have time, sadly, to do that. And I was very sad because it was one of the main things I wanted to do. But luckily, my mom actually had the day off yesterday for Martin Luther King Jr. Day, rest in peace. And 
my mom was like, let's do something. Like, I have the day off. Let's go somewhere. So she suggested we go to the car museum because she knew I really wanted to go and I missed it. And she wanted to go too. So we took a little day trip yesterday to LA, just my mom and I. And we had such a great day. It was a good time. We had a fun time at the car museum. Um, And it's so funny because I feel like everybody has been acting like they're so thrown off by me wanting to go to a car museum or like going to it. Um, I had a couple like, that's surprising. And I just want to say, if it's surprising to you that I am at a car museum, then you truly do not know me because, or you just, you're newer. You're new here, aren't you? You're new here because (laughs) uh, growing up, I absolutely loved cars. That was like a true passion of mine. Um, Horses and cars for some reason. Uh, And I would collect like model cars, like I mean, some people would consider them toy model cars, but they were not toys. They were just like miniature model cars that I would have. I had so many. Um, and I remember that my favorite one was this like Shelby. This, And I remember it was silver. It's old. I don't even know what the hell. But it was so cute. Um, it was a Ford. And... It was silver. Oh, and also my Audi TT. I used to have a toy uh, model car of Audi TT and I fucking loved it. And I used to want one so bad when I grew up. But um, yeah, I used to have so many of these collectible cars. And unfortunately, you know what really pissed me off though? Is that when I went to this car museum, they had a gift shop that was like filled with all these model cars that I used to have. And I was like, wow, I wonder if my model cars would have been worth anything today if I would have just kept them. And I I used to keep them in good condition because I never like played with them. I wasn't rough. I wasn't like a fucking psycho kid ramming cars into each other and crashing them. Like it was never like that. It was more like I was setting these up as a display. And, you know, and what's so funny is like I was doing that as a, ch- as a child and I see adults doing it now. So I was onto something, wasn't I? Um, But... <clears throat> I but as I got older I had to share my shit with my little cousin that lived with us and that little fucker of course ruined it all he ruined all my cars fucked them all up and I remember being like upset when it first happened but at some point I was like whatever I'm not gonna use these toys anyways not knowing that they'd probably be worth something one day you know so yeah whatever you live and you learn but um Either way, had a great time at the car museum with my mom. My favorite cars that I've seen was Suki's car from Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, the little Honda that she has, the pink one, um, the mystery van um, from Scooby-Doo. That was fucking iconic to see. Um, and then Lightning McQueen, we've seen Sally from Cars. Um, and then they had just like a bunch of cool other different cars. They had a bat, the Batmobile. They have the car that Thelma and Louise drove off the fucking cliff in the end and that they drove, you know, through the movie. They had that car, which was iconic. And they had a bunch of different cars, cars from Mission Impossible, cars from, um, fucking everything from (laughs) Back to the Future from Sylvester Stallone movies, from like every like so many different movies, it was really cool. 
And then they also had like classic like Rolls Royces. They had Bugattis, Porsches. They had everything you can think of. It was so cool. Um, They even had like a cool like Tesla room. And I was like, of course they have a fucking Tesla room. But it was pretty interesting to see like all the different models that they have and all the ideas that they've came up with. Um, very interesting, but I am very much into the classic cars more than the modern ones for sure. Um, classic cars just hit different. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so we went and did that. That was so fun. We went to Grand Central Market and got some food and that was also a great time because if you guys have ever been to Grand Central Market, oh my God, like the choices you have there is immaculate. You can have just about everything you want. And it's so much that I never know what to what to pick because I just, there's so many choices. You can have Korean food. You can have Japanese food. You can have Thai food, Chinese, Salvadorian, Mexican, American, everything. Literally everything. And unfortunately, my favorite place, the Salvadorian place, was closed and I was like, can a, can a guy get some fucking pupusas and some chicharrones? Because the chicharrones they have there are so fire. And I was very upset that they were closed. So I ended up settling, not really settling because it was still delicious, for pad thai. I love pad thai. And my mom got some really good kung pao chicken from a Chinese spot. And when I tell you that these veggies that they gave her were so freaking delicious and crisp... I've never had a bell pepper so crisp in my life. And it was, it was great. And um, it was just a good time because honestly, my mom, not to be putting her business out there, but she got COVID like two years ago and she never got her taste back really. Like her taste buds have been messed up ever since. So some days she can taste certain things. Most of the time she really can't taste anything. And I just, I have so much sympathy for her because I would go insane. One time I lost my, I, twice I've lost my um my taste. And I remember I felt awful for like those couple of days, not being able to taste anything. So it truly breaks my heart that my mom has to go through her everyday life feeling like that most of the time. But she said she could taste everything yesterday, which is so rare. And I was so happy that everything tasted delicious to her. She was so happy. So that made me really happy. Um, Just that, with that, I was like, okay, the day is complete. Like, it's accomplished. (laughs) Um, But we had a really good time. I love going places with my mom and spending time with her. We drive each other crazy most of the time, if not pretty much all the time. But yesterday was such a good day. In fact, now that I think about it, I pretty much spent, like, all weekend like being surrounded by family because I also took a drive on Saturday to hang out with my fam. Um, my God baby is, was back in town. She had been in LA for some time. So she's back home and I went to go see my little baby and she's just adorable. I love her so much. And, um, I can't believe I have a God baby. It's just insane. Um, but yeah, I had a whole day with my family and uh, my boyfriend also tagged along. So it was just so good. I feel like it's so rare these days for me to like <clears throat> hang out with my family. Like as much as that seems weird to say, I've noticed uh, 
not distance, like it's not like purposeful distance, but I do see myself like doing my own thing more often and not really hanging out with my whole family. It's not a me thing. It's not like I'm choosing to. It's just the way the cookie crumbles. Um, I Everybody has their own lives. All my cousins are married with kids now and or most of them have kids and um, most of them are married. But for a long time, I really felt like uh, I was the one who got left behind, honestly. And uh, because, you know, I mean, one day I just look around, and I'm like, what the fuck? Why do all my cousins, my closest cousins, they're all married. They all have kids. They're all living far away. They're doing this. They're doing that. And I'm like, there was a lot of times where I looked and I self-reflected. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, and, you know, because and this was during a time where I was even where I was single. I was like, damn, I can't even get a man. <laughs> I can't fucking do nothing. I don't I'm not going to I can't have kids, you know. Um, I can't even go get knocked up if I wanted to. I mean, I tried, but it didn't really work out for me in the best way. You know what? And thank God. Thank God I did it because I, yeah, goddamn. If I was a gal, girl, me and my best friend always talk about this. If I was a girl, I would have been on like my third kid by now. Um, (laughs) But... What's the point of this? It was it went from sad to like joking. See, this is how I like cope. <laughs> um, but I did really feel like I was getting left behind for a long time um from the rest of my family and it wasn't anything like me being hateful or jealous. It wasn't that at all. It's just me realizing that you know, we were reaching a certain age and a certain part of our lives. And I you know, and it's okay. So now I feel like I'm at the point where I'm like coming into that energy so my family doesn't really see me that much. And you know what? But I kind of like it. <laughs> Not that I don't like seeing my family, but I like to, I like to have them wondering about me, you know? You know, instead of them just always thinking I'm going to be there and be around, maybe throw them off a little bit, you know? Throw them off their off their tracks. And they'll be like, wait, what the fuck? Where is Jacob? Why is he here? I'm going to be the aunt that barely shows up nowadays, okay? Just, uh, maybe I am a little spiteful. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, so I hung out with my family, so it was really nice. Um, it was funny because we really spent the whole day, I was talking to my boyfriend about it, and we spent the whole day hanging out. All of us are, like, on the ground most of the day. And I was like, wow, how funny. We were all, like, hanging out on the ground, like, on the floor, because, like, on the carpet. I had to, like, make that emphasis, because I don't want you guys to think we're just, like, laying on, like, a hardwood floor. Like, no, we were, like, hanging on the carpet, like, playing with the kids, having a good time. And I feel like that was just really grounding, um, literally, because we were on the ground. But when you do things like that, you actually are grounding yourself spiritually, in ways that you don't even realize. Um, it's always good to have just two bare feet on the ground and just really connect with the earth. I love to do that. There's times where I feel like I just need to do that because I feel so like, sometimes you just feel so lost energetically or like you just feel so everywhere. You feel like you're like about to fucking pick up and fly away. So sometimes you really just need to ground yourself. Um 
And I feel like that was just, maybe that's a lesson for this week is just grounding yourself. Go do that. Go touch the ground, you guys. Please go touch the dirt. Go touch some dirt. Go put your feet in some grass. I love to do that. Sometimes when it's like a sunny day, I'll go out in the middle of my yard barefoot and I'll just put my feet on the ground and just soak in the sun and just get a full like grounding, cleansing vibe. Um, so I feel really good after being with my family and we genuinely had a good time, shared great laughs. You know, it's good to see the kids and it's crazy to see them growing up and getting old and getting older and becoming their own people and persons. And it's fucking weird, you know, but yeah. So that's all I wanted to share. (laughs) But so far this year, this year's energy has given me the feeling of change is coming. Like I just feel so strongly that change is coming and I so desperately need it. I just need a change of routine. I need a change of everything. And it happens in cycles in my life. I always have a really strong feeling when big change is coming and I can think back to multiple times, different times in my life where it's happened and I've felt that same way. Even just thinking about it right now makes my tummy kind of like, you know, nervous. Um, So I feel like something big, strong change is coming into my life. But I also feel like part of me is scared. Part of me wants to hold on to different things. and, And I have to like really sit back and think about it and be like, okay, these things don't serve me. Like, what are some things that don't serve me anymore you need to let go in order to bring change? So <clears throat> I feel like that's why I've been so anxious lately because I've been feeling that way. It's scary. Change is so scary. And I, trust me, I'm somebody who's so terrified of change. I, I've been wanting to move out of this fucking city for so long and I still do want to move out of the city and I will move out of the city, but I've been so scared. I've been so scared of the change. I've been so scared of, cause I know for damn sure my whole life will be flipped around once I leave this place. But yeah, it's just a constant battle. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, well like that's scary. What if it doesn't work well? But Oh, but what if it does? What if it's actually like the life I've been waiting for or the, you know, the change I really have been waiting for and needing. And I know like, it's just so scary to take that jump. I know it is. Um, so I, again, I, and I feel like I'm not the only one who's feeling like that. Whoever's listening to this, if you're feeling that way, just know that you're not alone. And, um, and it's okay. And you need to make the jump. We're going to make this jump. Like, let's, let's jump. All right. So last time I said I was in a funk and I did not know what to watch. I couldn't commit to literally anything. And also I think the housewives were on like a little week break or 
During the holidays, you know how TV gets. They get weird. They don't want to play shit because they think we're busy with our families. But really, we're waiting for the next fucking episode. All right? So how about let's stop. Let's stop that. Let's keep dropping episodes weekly. Doesn't matter if there's a holiday or what have you. Drop the episodes. Bravo. Peacock. um, Whoever else I'm watching. But... So... I've been watching a lot of shit, though. In this last week, I have been on one. So I have a lot to say. I have a lot of things I want to catch up on. Um, I have some movie recommendations. Um, So let's start with the movies, actually, before we get into Housewives. So we'll start with movies. Uh, So this weekend, I went to go watch the new Mean Girls movie. Um, I... Took my niece, my boyfriend and I took my niece, and I felt like it was really important for me to take her, first of all. Can I just say that? Because um, her mom and I, my cousin, my best fucking cousin, my soulmate, (laughs) who is um, no longer here. I lost her in 2017, um, and so... I'm like, I'm starting this off weird. I know. I lost my cousin uh, back in 2017. And she left behind a really big part of her, which was my niece. And um, which I am so grateful for to have her and just to have like, you know, a descendant of my cousin here. At least she had her daughter. And, um, you know, it's not... It's not easy um, being in that kind of predicament. And I try to be there for my niece as best as I can. Um, I can do so much better. and um, But it's so fucking hard. It's so hard. I'm just like, I'm getting way too personal here. But, uh, you know, it, it is. It is. I'm going to be real, though, because it's like so much shit's going on in my own life. And I'm trying to figure my shit out. And I'm like... Oh my God, but I have to be, I'm like my niece. Oh my God, my niece. I'm always thinking about my niece. Like, even if she doesn't know that I am, I am. And I love her so much. So um, my cousin and I, I'm like getting emotional thinking about it. Just talking about it. Um, Sorry. So my cousin and I loved Mean Girls. That was our shit. We loved Mean Girls. We loved She's the Man. We loved... Um, jawbreaker and I don't mean I did not mean to get emotional on this but I'm gonna keep this in because it's just real so every time I watch Mean Girls I think about my cousin and give me a sec okay so I had to collect myself real quick but I'm sorry, you guys. It's just like, um, normally I feel like as time goes by, you know, it gets easier to talk about, but there's just some days where it just hits different, you know? And that's okay. So I have so many memories with my cousin. We have all these movies that we've shared together. We have all this music that we shared together. Just a whole youthful life really shared together. Um, And we love Mean Girls, so with the new movie coming out, 
I knew my niece loved love Mean Girls. She thinks about her mom when she watches it because she remembers watching it with her when when she was younger. And um, so I was like, you know, I'm going to take her to go see the new Mean Girls. Like, it's only right. I literally have to go watch it with my girl. So I did. And, you know, but I honestly wasn't going in with any expectations from the movie. I am not a musical person. Like... I love music, yes, but I do not like watching musicals. Like, I just don't. It has to be a certain type of musical for me to watch. It has to be Grease. It has to be burlesque vibes. Like, it has to be one of those. If not, I, it's hard for me to watch. But I was like, okay, this is going to be a musical. It's fine. Like, so getting through the first couple of songs was a little difficult for me. I was like, oh my fucking God, is it going to be like this the whole time? Like, but I got used to it and the movie was so good. I actually really, really liked it and I liked how it was done. I'm, I know like, I'm not trying not to give too much away, but like if you, you guys fucking know Mean Girls, so it's not anything like you haven't heard before, you know, but, um, I loved it. I loved Renee Rop as Regina George. First of all, she fucking slayed that role. Um, I didn't even know, like, she could do that. Like, what? Like, I was like, girl, like, she made me feel... First of all, I felt more connected to this Regina George than the previous one, the Rachel McAdams. Something about Renee Rop's Regina George is so more relatable to... Um, and I just felt like, I felt like that energy. I felt like, okay, I feel her. I used to feel her when I was a young one. <laughs> but um, it was good. And then also the girl who plays Karen, absolutely love her. She had a Halloween, sexy Halloween song. And that was probably one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie was her performing that song. And she was so fucking cute. And I loved her. I loved her so much. And also Regina's song when she's getting Aaron Samuels back at the Halloween party in front of Katie. That song ate. That song ate. And Re- Regina's fucking costume as an angel. She- that bitch stole the look out of my head. I've been wanting wings like that forever. And she was just rocking those wings in that Halloween party scene. But... It was so good. I really um, liked it. It made me laugh. Although I was offended at some things. uh, Okay. Like, for instance, I'm going to tell you this line that really offended me. (laughs) Okay. So when Gretchen says, that is so fetch. And Regina goes, what is fetch? She's supposed to say, oh, it's like slang from England. But in this new movie, she goes, oh, it's like slang from like some really old movie. And then they go, I think it was Juno or something. I was so burnt that they said a really old movie and then said Juno. I I felt attacked. I felt personally attacked because I felt like they just called me old. Juno is my shit. <laughs> okay? Juno is one of my favorite movies. As a matter of fact, I came home that night and we watched Juno right after. Because my boyfriend had never watched it, which is insane. 
So my mom and I and my boyfriend all watched Juno that Sunday night and we loved it so much. I first I cried as if I've never seen that movie before. I was crying. And my boyfriend really liked it. My mom loved it. Um I was talking to before we watched it, I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, Juno literally like opened up a whole new world to me, I feel, because that was the first time I watched dry humor. I seen dry humor and I related to it. Like that type of humor really striked me back then. I remember being like, oh my God, like that's how I feel internally. But I never like spoke like that because I just thought it wasn't like acceptable. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, I feel like I believed like people had to talk a certain way and you had to act a certain way. So when I watched Juno and seen these characters speaking this certain way and acting like this, I loved it. I loved it so much. And um, I still love it. I think it's such a hilarious movie. Um, The music that plays on the movie is just incredible. I feel like that was the first time I got introduced to like indie music and that type of indie, you know, and, um, it's just so fun. So if you guys never watch Mean Girls, I mean, (laughs) Juno, (laughs) go watch Juno, go watch the new Mean Girls. It's pretty good. You know, you're hearing it from me first and I'm telling you, I'm probably the most like critical because Mean Girls is my shit. All right. I feel like, you know, obviously everybody loves Mean Girls, but I think I love it more. I think I do. I think I do. I can play the whole Mean Girls movie in my fucking head. I would work at Men's Warehouse Distribution Center and to get through my day sometimes, if I needed two hours to go by or an hour and a half, whatever, I would literally play Mean Girls in my head. I would watch it in my head. You know how insane that is? You know how impressive that is? And also, just to let you know, my niece loved the movie too. That's all that mattered. She got herself a large popcorn, a large drink. She watched her movie. She was cracking up, having a good old time. And she got the last Mean Girls poster that the theater had. So she had herself a good old day. And I am just so glad that I was there to witness it and to be a part of it. And another movie that I watched this weekend that's worth mentioning that you can also watch because you can watch it at home. You could watch it on Amazon Prime. And it's called Totally Killer. Okay. And normally, I wouldn't really go for movies that that are like this. I would normally go for... I don't know what I normally go for, but the point is, is that this movie is like a time travel movie and it goes back to the eighties and I have like this weird beef, um, with the eighties. I can't really explain it. I just do. I (laughs) wasn't there. I wasn't there for it. And although I appreciate the culture that is the eighties, the hair, the colorful, clothes and neon but I remember there was just this time where everything was like it was, and it was recent in recent years everything was just so heavily based on the 80s it was like when that Wonder Woman movie came out and it was like 
1987. And then it was like American Horror Story fucking took place in the 80s. Everything was the 80s. Like everything I was, every time I turned around, I was like, why are we obsessed with the 80s right now? Why can't we just leave it behind? Like we can cherish the 90s. The 90s is so much cooler. But the 90s was just happening like last week, if you ask me. All right. And was it 25 years ago? Maybe. But that was last week to me, baby girl. So, but this movie, okay, so I'm going to give you guys a gist of it. Um, Basically, okay, so first of all, it's starring the girl from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, not Melissa Joan Hart, early Sabrina. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I think her name is like Kiernan Shepka or something like that, something, something like that. Love her. She's so cute. Um, her, she's in it. And then um, Claire Dunphy from Modern Family. She plays her mom. And who else is in it that I recognized? I think that was really the only people I recognized. The dad. I recognize the dad, but I can't think about where he's from. And yeah. So basically it takes uh, takes place. There's this girl. She's a teenager. And her mom is super um, cautious and paranoid because 35 years ago in the 80s, her three best friends were killed, I believe. She had three best friends that were killed by the Sweet 16 murder. And it was this like murderer that was never caught. He stabbed the girl 16 times, which is why it's called the Sweet 16 killer. And... The mom just lived on edge, I guess, ever since that happened because she thought that he was going to come back. Well, he does. He comes back. And this is just all spoiler alerts, okay? I don't even care. Um, she comes back. He come, The killer comes back and kills the mom, okay? So then, conveniently, the main star, Sabrina, you know, she has a best friend who has a time machine that she's working on for a science fair. So she goes in, so she somehow gets in this time machine and goes back to 1987 and tries to stop the murders from happening. Well, while she's doing that, you know, like any other time travel movie would, she's fucking up shit. Okay. She's fucking up the timeline. She's making shit happen that it didn't happen. So different end results, you know how that goes. But it was actually a really good movie. It was pretty funny. It was corny at times. Um, But I thought it was really funny and enjoyable to watch. So you guys should watch Totally Killer. Uh, There were some parts that left me on the edge of my seat, too. I was kind of like, what the fuck is going to happen, you know? So I could appreciate that. Um, A little good humor mixed with some corn, mixed with some suspense. That pretty much equals a good movie to me. You know, we have different variety going on here um one thing i did i normally don't like in movies is when they like are like overly politically correct you know when they have to make emphasis on how correct they are and but the way they did it in this movie like it was kind of irritating but it was also like true like I'm trying to think of something that happened. Like, just the way, like, they were like, well, maybe if this one girl got killed because she wouldn't give a blowjob. And they're like, well, maybe if she would have gave a blowjob, she would have still been alive. And it's like, you don't say that. 
it's like different things. Like you don't talk about women in this certain way or you don't say like it was like different things were being pointed out in the movie, which is like obviously true. But I was like, it's the 80s. Everybody was just wild and I guess. Um, so really good movie like that. Check that one out. I'm trying to find another movie with that same kind of vibe or same kind of humor, but we'll see. And now getting into our lovely, lovely television shows that we just, we just love to see. So last time I talked to you guys about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, you know, you know, I was excited because it was the season finale. We had a grand reveal of who Monica was and Monica is reality Von Tees, Okay. The troll account that's been active for years and has been trolling all the housewives and they didn't know who it was, has been revealed to be Monica. Such a scandal, right? So the internet has been on fire with this. At least my internet has. I don't know if yours has, mine has. That's all I was seeing for like two weeks was all this Monica. I'm still seeing so much about it because the fans are really... They're really in this. They really are invested in this story. So now I feel like people are just, they're just trying to figure out what the fuck was really going on. Like, did Heather know the whole time that Monica was reality Von Tease? Because they're trying to say that because there was this scene that was played on TV and it was of Heather receiving a call finding out that Monica was this troll account and she's just so shocked. She's crying and then she has to go tell the girl, rest of the girls about it. But they're saying that Heather actually knew the whole time that that was just an act for television, which, you know, it's TV. At the end of the day, it probably was. And then I thought about it before and I was like, I think Heather did know the whole time because there was so many different instances where I can, like, think about, um, you know, scenes happening with Heather and Monica. And a lot of the time, Heather would just blow up on Monica out of fucking nowhere. Or, like, she would kind of set her up to, like, like, okay, so, like, they had their pioneer brunch. And Heather goes, okay, well, who would you throw off a wagon? And then, like... Lisa obviously says she's going to throw Monica off the wagon. And then Monica has this big old breakdown, this fucking meltdown. And they think, like, Heather kind of did that on purpose because she already knew who Monica was. So she was like, let me just fuck with her. And there was different other times where she blew up on her, too, like, randomly. So I'm starting to reflect back and, like, realize those things. And I'm like, okay. But I think those are just little um, things that you notice in television because like I said it's not all of it is not real that's just the reality and but you know with me I know reality tv you know it's not all real a lot of things are set up and planned to be a certain way but I truly like why would I want to think about that I don't like sitting and watching shows with people that like think like that that are like Oh, my God. That just ruined things. (laughs) They're like, oh, my God. Like, they just call out certain things that I don't either don't notice or I did notice, but I'm going to ignore it because 
for the sake of my entertainment, like, time, I'm not going to think about the things that make it seem fake, make the show seem fake. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Because my boyfriend does that. My boyfriend does that. One of my best friends does that. They just be pointing out shit that I don't want to acknowledge. So you know what? I don't watch TV with them bitches. <laughs> but I, yeah, every time I watch it with my boyfriend, he always got something to say. Something. I'm like, bro, 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 I'm going to need you to stop. I'm going to need you to be quiet so I can watch this and not realize the fake shit. I'm not here to realize the fake shit. I'm here to like leave my reality i'm here to enter the real housewives world i am at that table with them i'm in the scene i'm the star so yeah so now we have the reunion going on so we're at the reunion three-part reunion first of all peacock has this reunion uncensored and like extended so it's amazing because not only is it extended, but you get to hear these women cuss. And something about hearing like your favorite reality TV stars actually cuss because you don't realize how much they're actually really like, obviously they're bleeped out. It's television. So when you get to hear them cuss, it's so satisfying. I remember watching Jersey Shore for the first time uncensored. Oh my God. I loved it. Jersey Shore and Mob Wives, those two shows I've watched uncensored, and it's such a good time. I wish that we would not bleep out cuss words. Can we not? We need to, every show should have like an explicit version, like they do with music, you know? Because I want to hear the cuss words. I hate when they say like supposedly super awful words, like or awful things, and we never get to hear it because it's just too awful for TV and they like say cunt or something, like, you know? Like <clears throat> I wanna hear it all. So the reunion starts. Um nobody has talked to Monica since Bermuda, since she was asked to fucking leave and kicked out and shunned the way she should deserved. <laughs> but Nobody's talked to her. And so, okay. At this reunion, I will say, though, Monica ate with her look. Her dress was, she was the best dressed of the whole reunion. I'm not even going to front. She was best dressed. Her dress was so cute. She looked gorgeous. Like, she came to slay. And she was not fucking around. She knew, like, this is my chance. This is my time. Everybody's seeing me for the first time since I was exposed, so I'm going to look fucking good. And you got to respect that. Second best dress was Lisa, obviously, because Lisa was going to be the best dress. But Monica did eat that up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Worst dressed, Whitney. Whitney, girl, I know you've heard enough of this, but what the fuck were you wearing? What are you wearing at this reunion, girl? That green dress... It's just not cute. It reminds me of this thing I have right here on my... I have this um, snowflake table runner. And it's kind of like hard plastic and shiny. And it's like snow... Like different snowflakes cut out. So there's a lot of different cuts in it. That's what Whitney's dress reminded me of. Of my snowflake table runner. If it was like a lime green. Ugly. And she had a high ponytail. What the fuck? Whitney, 
I'm sorry, Whitney, but I, you lost me this season. Um, I, Whitney gives me too much of pick me vibes. And I felt like she was trying really hard to like stay relevant on the season and try to like bring something, but it was just so irritating. It was annoying. Um, anytime there was a fight that started with her in it, it was just, it was just dumb. Like there was really no substance behind it. There was no real entertainment the only entertainment that came was from the fight that she had with Lisa, but that was because Lisa brought the entertainment with her reaction um, when they fought at Heather's party um, because um, Whitney thought Lisa was being a bad friend and not showing her love because Whitney had just lost her best friend. But it was just too much. Like, And then on the reunion... Monica's talking about how she had to, she has to relive everything basically, like the whole affair that happened with her brother in law, because that happened like years ago. So she's kind of over it already, but for it to come and be back, brought back up on TV and now everybody's talking about it, it's like, you know, she had to relive it, which I understand, but she was fucking crying about being attacked online for being a whore and being with being a brother-in-law fucker and and that she said it was hard for her to get like hate from the trolls online but like and I don't know why nobody called her out in this moment because I was like girl why are you crying about being trolled online when you are literally a troll online so these other women it doesn't make any sense to me. You cannot be crying because now you feel it when you were on the other side giving the heat, giving the shit, you know? So I didn't like that. And then right after Monica's talking about having her affair, Whitney's like, oh, I understand how that feels because I had an affair too and it got brought back up after I came on the show. I was looking around at everybody I said, did y'all know about this? Because I didn't. Nobody knew you had a fucking affair, Whitney. Nobody is talking about you. It was like, it was giving Spongebob, I lost something once too. Like, it was giving that. (laughs) Like, bitch, please. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't. I would be okay with Whitney not coming back next season. I'm sorry. But I know she is because she's been around. I mean, I mean, no, you never know. You've, I've, seen, I've seen Housewives leave. But, um, yeah, so that's really all that's really happened is just, like, everybody's kind of just, like, going in on Monica on this first episode. It's not anything really new. Um. So we'll see what happens. I can't wait for Mary to come on because, you know, Mary was just a friend this season. But Mary don't give a fuck about literally about anybody or anybody's feelings. Like, she is so mean, but it's so funny to me. Like, there was a preview of Mary, of them asking, of Andy was asking all the girls, like, what they thought about Mary coming back this season because she wasn't on season the season before. And Angie goes, oh, I feel like she was definitely some good comedic relief. And then Mary looks at her and is like, you're new here. Why are you even answering that question? 
I was like, oh my God, jeez, Mary. And then later she, there's another clip of her telling Heather, she's like, yeah, well, I had my house before the show, Heather. Like you had to wait till the show came out to get yours. I was like, oh damn. I mean, did she lie? No, she didn't fucking lie. But damn, Mary. Like, and this lady is supposed to be like a speaker for Christ. <laughs> like what? That's so crazy. I couldn't imagine watching her on TV and then going to her church and like, you know, praising her and God like together. Like, don't they like, I think she thinks she's God or something. Um, She said that. She has said it. And there's old episodes of Mary and her church. It's very, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Um... <laughs> So we'll see what happens with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I'm very sad that it's coming to an end and we'll have to wait, like, who knows how long for another season. Um, Because the Salt Lake girls are just, they just do it like no other. Like, they just give something that no other city gives. And and you know what that is? Cinema. They give me cinema. I'll never get over that season finale and how dramatic it was. My boyfriend watched it the other day and he was like, why is it so dramatic? Why is this so dramatic? I was like, it's literally big little lies. All right. Like, and they're giving performances of their lifetime. Um, so we're going to move on to Miami because I haven't talked about Miami. Last week or last episode, I was so heavily influenced by Salt Lake City that I just skimmed right over Miami. So there's been a lot of shit going on in Miami. Um, But I will say, I feel like a lot of it is centered around my girl, Lisa Hochstein. Um, So as you guys, I've said before, Lisa is going through a divorce with her ex, Lenny. She was married to him for years. He's a famous plastic surgeon. And... He's a fucking asshole. He is a dick. So we hate him. We hate his mother. Because they're fucking bitches. They, I cannot believe. Yeah, I just can't believe. So he left my girl for some young bitch. And honestly, Lisa looks better than this young girl. I don't care. She does. And, but it's okay. Because my girl Lisa is thriving now with my boy Jody. And it's fine. But... Lisa is still, you know, living in her house that she had with Lenny. And there's been plenty of drama that's happened with that. Like there's been, there was a scene where Julia was having this party and Lisa came late and um, she was like, the cops just left my house. I was at home with the kids and Lenny came in just like, being an asshole to me. He was cussing me out. He was, him and his mom were both harassing me in my house. And it was just a lot. And um, the police had to get involved. And that was the last we really heard of like the interaction between them. And so the women are really, her friends are really concerned. And they take a trip to Palm Beach and Lisa is driving Lenny's car out there, his Rolls Royce. And she kind of got like some criticism back from the girls because I guess there was this article that came out and Lenny was 
trying to say that, I don't know if he was trying to say that Lisa was putting, (coughs) like, was tapping in on the cars and putting cameras and mics. Or, yeah, I don't know how it went either. Lenny put mics and shit to, like, spy on Lisa in his own car. Or he was accusing her of doing that to him. Either or, I forgot. But the point is, is that the girls were like, wait, this is Lenny's car? Like, they felt a little uncomfortable because they had just seen that article regarding the cars and tapping in. And so they were like, so they're just concerned about Lisa. And I get it. But... The way that they always try to, like, confront her is always just, like, wrong. They always just do it the wrong way. And they can never say anything right, which, like, I see both sides when I see it. Because I know that they're just concerned friends, but maybe it just doesn't come out right. And then Lisa is already in such a weird, anxiety-filled place in her life, I feel, that, like, she's just on edge. So anything you say to her could trigger her. And and that sucks, um, but, you know, we don't know what she feels like or how it must feel to be in that situation um, unless you've actually been in it. So they <laughs> are always trying to tell her something. They're always trying to act concerned, but it never comes out the right way. It started so many fights with everybody, and it's just like, girl, I don't know. I think Lisa just needs to realize that her friends mean well, and... Yeah, because there's this scene where they they get Julia. All the girls are like, Julia, okay, we've all tried to tell Lisa something. Can you just tell her something? Like, we need to get this point across. And the point is that, you know, she should be, um, like, you know, she should be careful. She should, like, have her own car and whatever, whatever. Even if it's a Corolla or what do they say? Or a... Honda or something. I forgot what they said. If it was a Corolla, like, they don't care. Like, as long as she has her own shit, that's what matters. Well, Julia goes back to say, like, you know, to say this. And she just completely flops. She goes completely off the other end, uh, makes it about, like, Lisa's children, asks them about that night that the cops were there, if they were safe and if they went to bed. Just really overstepping and Lisa gets defensive and everybody's like, Julia, that's not what the fuck we told you to say, girl. Like, and Julia's like, I don't know. Like, I just tried my best, you know? Um, they're messes. They really are. Um, so I don't know. They just need to leave my girl alone. Let her get through her shit. Don't ask her nothing about nothing. Don't ask her about, don't ask Lisa if she's being financially taken care of by her boyfriend. It's none of your business. It's just a lot. Um, And then, so that's what's been going on. I feel like that was like the past few episodes. It's been kind of, you know, the core of the problems. But also we finally got something else, which was Dr. Nicole's lovely be, uh, Mother's Day brunch. She had a Mother's Day brunch and again, TV, you know, it can't ever just be a normal lunch. Someone's got to invite someone who everybody hates and someone problematic. So an old housewife from from Miami from like the earlier seasons gets invited to this Mother's Day brunch. And I don't know who this girl is. Her name is Anna. 
Never heard of her. Never seen her. Because I never watched the old Miami seasons. And apparently Marisol and Alexia hate her. They have this big beef. They used to be the um, Three Musketeers. But, you know, what happened there? Who knows? And as soon as they find Marisol and Alexia find out that this Anna character is coming to this brunch, they throw the biggest fit like children the biggest fit like how dare you invite her nicole you know exactly what she did and nicole's like i have no idea what the fuck what is going on nicole doesn't know nothing she's like i'm new to this group i don't know what the hell happened you guys 10 years ago or 15 years ago like how am i supposed to know and they're just like wow nicole like you are really fucking shady like you are this you are that just like making Nicole seem like she's the worst person in the world. And I love Dr. Nicole. She's so sweet and she's so pretty and she's so fabulous and so fucking rich. I love that for her. I've shared that with you guys before, but I'm just not going to get over it. She's what a real housewife should be, honestly. And there's all this drama over this Anna character being invited. I don't really know what the issue is. I just know, yeah, I don't know nothing. But Marisol and Alexia freak out. (laughs) They, like, go off on Nicole. They they take their party um, favors, like, which is, like, this cute denim jacket. And they're like, thank you for the party favor, but we're fucking leaving. They grab their denim jackets and dip. And it's just, it's a lot. It's very theatrical. So it's really, I don't know what's going on in Miami. Um, They're just giving us all this you know, drama and just feeding it to us. And I'm just taking it as I can. Um, yeah, everyone's just fighting. Everyone's fighting with everybody, basically. And poor Gertie. The only one I could feel for is Gertie because Gertie is the one who's going through cancer and going through treatment and all this treatment that she's going through and surgeries to get um, like the cancer removed from her breast. And and she makes this such a big point, like, all the time. Like, you guys, like, none of this shit matters. Like, w- there's people who are sick and dying. Like, I'm going through this. And these girls just, <laughs> they're just so consumed by the drama. They cannot stop for the life of them. They cannot stop. And their poor friend is going through this scary time in her life. She always has to leave the parties because all they do is fight and she's like okay i'm done like i'm not here for this but then she goes again the next time to the next party and the same thing happens and then she has to leave early i'm like girl just stop going just stop going at this point get new friends in fact gertie we can be friends because i love you (laughs) so we'll see what happens and i honestly i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do when miami and salt lake city end because what am I going to do? What am I going to watch? What am I going to talk about? But you know what's another show? One more show, you guys. I got one more. Actually, I got two more shows to talk about. But one in particular that I really think you guys should watch is Traders. If you guys have Peacock. And if you don't watch Real Housewives, you can at least watch Traders because it has Housewives in it. So what Traders is, it is a murder mystery game show, reality game show. And 
its um, host is Alan Cumming, the fabulous Alan Cumming. First of all, he always wears the most fabulous outfits, and he's amazing. I always think of him as Floop in Spy Kids, but I want him to do, like, the Floop Foogly song. I'm waiting for him to, like, just... I want an intro of this episode just to be him doing that that song. But he is... That's the same person, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So Alan Cummings is the host. And, okay, so I watched Traders last year with the first season that they came out with. So they have the U.S. version. They have an Australia version. And that's all I really know. But I watched the Australian version last... I mean, the American version last year. And I loved it. It was so good. Um what happens is they get all these people. I think they get like 20 people, 24 people. I don't know how many people. It's a really good amount of people though. And what they did on the first season though that I liked was that they got like some celebrities and some reality TV stars. And then and then they got regular people. They casted regular people. So it was like Brandy from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We had... um Reza from Shaza Sunset, people from Survivor, people from Big Brother, and then just different shows, Bachelor, um, and then we have regular civilians, like normal people, and they're all competing for this money, and what happens is, is that in the beginning, three people are chosen to be traitors, and the rest of the people are faithfuls. So they secretly get chosen to be traitors. And at the end of each night, they all have to secretly meet and they have to kill somebody every night. Um, so they kill somebody in the middle of the night. They write a letter to the person who's getting killed and they wake up or whatever the next day and they get sent home. So then the next day they go to breakfast and everybody's like waiting to see like who's not going to make it to breakfast, who's not going to make it to breakfast. And, you know, the traders have to play it off like if they're innocent because they cannot be, they cannot be um, like, you know, exposed for being traders and they can't expose themselves as best as they can because at the end of the night before they eliminate somebody Everybody gathers at a round table and they talk about the day and talk about the challenges that they did because every day they have different challenges. They have to like team challenges they have to do together. And when these team challenges are going on, like people, people are already on to each other. So these challenges are happening. Everybody's watching everybody and like, oh, be careful. And so you have to be careful what you say, because if you say the wrong thing and you're a faithful and you say the wrong shit, they're going to think you're a traitor. At the end of the night, they're going to vote you out. They're going to banish you because they think you're a traitor. And so that's how people just start getting picked out, picked out, picked out, because faithfuls are getting killed. And then the faithfuls are going crazy trying to figure out who's the traitor. And they're all just blaming each other. And like, it's so great to watch because you know who the traitors are. And... You just see everybody like slowly losing their shit. <laughs> and it's pretty interesting. Honestly, I really recommend it. It's pure entertainment. 
And after the first season, I was like, oh my God, that was so good. I wanted to try out to do it myself. I wanted to audition or send in like a casting tape or something so I could be a part of the show. And because I felt like I could do it. Like, I was like, I want to be on this show. Like, that's how much I really liked it. I was like, I'll fucking be on this show. So I go and look and I'm trying to find, I'm trying to look up to see where I could submit myself, maybe for a season two or whatever. Literally the fucking next day after I'm looking, they announced that it's going to be all like reality TV stars, no civilians. They took out normal people. And I was like, fuck, well, there goes my fucking chance, you know, for now. All right. So, you know, never say never. I could be on there one day as a reality TV star. And if it's going to happen to anybody, it's going to happen to me. We all know that, right? We can all agree. So I was kind of pissed off about that. I was like, fuck, now I can't, I can't apply to be on this show. I was trying to, like, be a traitor or... I don't know if I could be a traitor, though. Like, I suck at lying. I don't think I would be very good. But, you know, I feel like if I really tapped into my pure evilness, I think I could do it, though. So I was really interested. But, no, unfortunately, it's all celebrities. So now this season two just came out. And for now, there's only three episodes. So you guys can go and watch it real quickly. You know, it'll take a couple hours. And who is on this season? Um, so we have Phaedra from Real Housewives of Atlanta. And we have Sheree from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, we have Tamara from Real Housewives of OC. We have MJ from Shaw's of Sunset. Uh, fucking Kevin from Bling Empire. <laughs> and I was, they were talking about killing him off the first day. I was like, please, let's just kill Kevin off. Like, can we, no offense, Kevin. Like, you really didn't do nothing to me, but I don't know. I just wanted to see you get killed off already. <laughs> I don't know, Kevin. I'm sorry. I should go for you because me and you are probably more alike than I realized because, you know, he was just a regular degular person who entered this reality TV show with all these really rich people. And, you know, like, I can't, that could be me. And then I could be hanging out with Christine Chu in Paris one day. I could. Just like Kevin. Maybe I'm a little jealous of him. <laughs> no, but um, watch he wins. Oh, my God. I'll be so shocked if he wins because he's like a big tonto. But, oh, and Larsa. Duh, Larsa's on it from Real Housewives of Miami. Fucking Larsa and Marcus, you guys. I've talked about Larsa and Marcus and how on Miami she doesn't She's, like, obsessed with her boyfriend. And she won't leave him alone. She First of all, she doesn't shut the fuck up about him. She doesn't stop talking about him. She He left um, for, like, five days or something. And she threw this big welcome back, welcome home party for him. And everybody was like, girl, he was gone for a few days. Like, relax. And in the middle of the fight, she'll just be like, I miss Marcus. I'm going to leave. And she'll just, like, get up and leave. It's It's so... It's too much, Larsa. Relax. So, of course, Larsa and Marcus are both contestants on this fucking show. And I'm like, really, Larsa? You couldn't leave your man at home? You couldn't leave him at home? And what bothers me about it, though, is that, like, okay, so everybody has, like, their name. Like, okay, 
on the shows when they're speaking in the confessionals or whatever, it'll be like Larsa, Real Housewives of Miami, or, you know, MJ, Shaw's of Sunset. And for Marcus, it says Marcus, and it says Fashion Entrepreneur. That's all it said. Fashion entrepreneur. I said, I've never seen this man in fashion a day in my life. They just gave him any fucking title they could, didn't they? I'm sorry. I can't respect that. <laughs> I just can't. I really can't. Um, but yeah, so it's really good. You know, all these, what I like about it is like, they get all these different reality TV personalities and they're all just bumping heads. And it's very interesting to see. So I recommend Traders. Definitely check it out. And one more show, you guys, for the road. One more show that I started re-watching because, you know, I always need that comfort. I always need to be re-watching something. It's just something I do. I know not many of you do it or a lot of people don't do it. Um, but I re- started rewatching Insecure because I needed to feel something, okay? I just needed to feel something. And Insecure makes me feel the things that I need to feel. I don't know what it is about the show. It makes me feel comfortable, hopeful, and funny. I don't know. I love, I love it. Issa Rae is such an angel, hilarious so hilarious and this show is just so well put together I cannot believe she even like created it and like I can't believe it yes but you know it's just so good it's so good and I'm already on season two and within just like two days I finished the first season but it's not that I realize it's not that hard to get through because the episodes are pretty short they're like 30 minutes long and it's about like eight to ten episodes a season. So, you know, it's not too bad. Um, but definitely I highly recommend watching Insecure, especially if you like feel kind of lost right now. I feel like it's good relatability. Um, especially people in my age group. I feel like the show starts starts around this age. I think she's like 29 about to be 30 when the show starts, 28, 29. So I'm in that age now. So I feel like it's even more relatable. Uh, It's so funny just to see all the different scenarios that her and her best friend Molly go through and all the characters and their friends. It's just such a good show. Highly recommend watching. Um, Definitely check it out. And you won't say I'm wrong. Like you're going to love it. Everybody I've ever talked to has loved this show. Like, straight men love this show. I've talked to so many straight men that are, like, fucking ride or dies for Insecure. It's such a good one. It's on Netflix right now. It's originally an HBO show, but we luckily have it on Netflix. So I know we all got Netflix. So check it out. But, um, oh, one more thing I want to say that I have written in my notes (laughs) that I wanted to talk about. But... I soon changed my mind and it was like, okay. And I said, I wrote right here in my notes, you know what I miss using GIFs. Okay. And yes, I call them GIFs. If you call them GIFs, 
I don't even want to hear it. I don't want to fucking hear it. I have had that argument for the past 10 years with people because I call them GIFs. And people want to be like, they're not called GIFs. They're called GIFs. But if you Google the person who created GIFs said that they're called GIFs. And I automatically call them GIFs. And I know you're probably thinking, who the fuck even talks about GIFs anymore, Jacob? Like, those are so old. But don't you miss it, okay? I feel like I was, like, the queen of GIFs when it first, like, started happening back then. Like, what, 2016 time? I remember everybody like, bitch, how do you have all these GIFs? Like, perfectly ready to use. And I miss it. It was such a good time. I always had the perfect, like... Nicki Minaj GIF, I had the perfect Jocelyn Hernandez GIF, the perfect reaction for any scenario, I had it, I was ready. And then it became popular, remember, we were all about it, and then slowly it just stopped happening, people stopped using them, and then last week I used a GIF with my friend, and I was like, I miss using GIFs. And then I used it with my other friend, Charles. And he was like, oh my God, a GIF. Wow. Like, I haven't seen those in forever. Like, why? And I'm like, I'm going to bring them back. I'm going to bring the GIF back. And then, <laughs> so I was like, I had this idea. I was going to come on the podcast. I was like, you guys, GIFs are back. GIFs are fucking back and better than ever. We're going to bring them back. It's going to be great. And then I was on Twitter last night, you guys, and I was just, I was in creeper mode. I was in full creeper mode. I was just looking through people's Twitters and just like, what are the people tweeting about these days? You know, because I realized I don't really tweet, tweet. Like I'm just more of like a reposter, retweeter. And um, am I showing my age by calling it Twitter? Because I'm not going to call it X. But I came across this one person who I used to go to, (laughs) I went to high school with. I never knew this person, but I was just like, I knew of them and I was just looking through their stuff and they're older than me. Um, but they were kind of, they were just cringy. They were the things that they were tweeting. I was like, oh, this person is a mess. Like what the fuck? Their friends need to get them because what? And then he I realized he posted GIFs, like, pretty frequently. A lot of their, um, like, responses were GIFs. And it was so cringy to me. It was, I was like, oh, no. Like, is that what I'm going to look like using GIFs? Fuck that. Fuck all that. I'm not using GIFs. So GIFs are dead. And that's what I came here to say, is that GIFs are dead. And so are we. So take that as you will. I just wanted to share that because I thought it was funny. I was really going to come here like with a revamp. But no, we killing it. We leaving it. We leaving it in the grave. (laughs) And if you see me using GIFs, mind your own fucking business, all right? Because it's just for me and my people. (laughs) But thanks for tuning in guys. It's been a lovely episode. I didn't even know what I was going to come on here and talk about, but I think this is a long episode. So I hope you enjoyed. I hope you continue to check in with me. Don't forget about me. All right. I'm sorry that I took a little break off, but do not forget about me like the tunnel under Ocean Boulevard. Okay. Cause I'm still going to be here and we're still going to chit chat every week, no matter what. 
and we're going to be fabulous and it's going to be great. And I love you. Thanks for listening. Share this podcast with everybody, you know, you know, let everybody listen, take a listen. I feel like I'm a good time. I know you had a good time. Um, follow the Instagram page if you haven't at JHT pod. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at J-A-Y-C-U-H-H-H-J-K-A. And subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen listen to it. Um, give us a rating. Do whatever you want. Just make sure you come back next week, okay? We love ya. Bye.